golf and rock and roll? Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love it Because I love it. We love it. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the Fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with the best caddy in Orlando, Jeff Shane. Wow, what a Masters. Here it is. Woods has two feet to win the Masters. Everyone quiets down. Tech, back behind the ball. Woods puts it. And in! He has done it! Tiger is back! Tiger is back on top. Tiger is back, <laughs> Jeff Shane. <laughs> Woo! How sweet 15 can be. And I think when we get to the end of the year, we'll still be talking about this perhaps as, as the story in golf for the entire year and perhaps the best story in sports. America loves comeback stories. America loves redemption stories. And I've heard it mentioned by a lot of different players at different times. Golf has a tendency to reward its legends one last time. We saw it in 1986 with Jack. We saw it this past Sunday with Tiger. I'm not saying that this is the only one, but... uh, For those that do not remember, did not have a chance really to watch Tiger's greatness uh, back when he was at the height of his powers before the injuries and everything else kicked in, this was vintage Tiger. Almost better than vintage because he actually had to go get this. He had to come from behind, and he played like the savvy veteran that he is. So by the numbers... 3,954 days to mark his 81 tour win. Three away from Jack's record 18. One one win away from time, Sam Sneeds. He was 1,199th in the world ranking in December 2017. December. We're only talking what? <laughs> Four, 16 months. Let me do the. Let yeah. me do that math. Yeah. And now he's number six. With a bullet. With a big bullet. And uh, for those that want to look ahead, and uh, you know, we can savor this one all hour, and we will probably spend about 50 minutes of the hour savoring this one. But for those who want to look ahead, the PGA Championship is in five weeks. Where is it? Beth Page, he's won there before. The U.S. Open is in mid-June. He's going to uh, he's he's going to go to Pebble Beach. He's won there. Nobody's played Royal Portrush before, 
And I'm not saying the Tiger's going to take all four of these, but he's got a chance. He's got a solid chance. that I don't think we would have said even as recently as four weeks ago. Well, we've got a great lineup tonight to talk about this historic win. And we're starting off with one of our favorite golf insiders who um, may have given Tiger some special mojo on Wednesday evening at the Golf Writers Association <laughs> dinner, Jeff, when he introduced Tiger as he won the Ben Hogan Award from ESPN.com, Bob Herrig. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going, guys? What? Where's the video? I got Bob <laughs> Herrig. I got Bob Herrig. That was brilliant. Yeah, if anything, I would have probably, um, that would have hindered him, not helped him, but uh <laughs> He did. Uh, he did very well. He had probably, probably, uh, you know, one of the one of the best times I've ever heard him speak like that. He was very. Uh, I think uh, he he earned a lot of uh, admirers after that night. Did did, uh, did himself proud. I don't think Tigers probably thanked the media that many times in a three minute stretch. Uh, I think you know again part of the. Um, personal transformation we've seen in tiger and and you know that better than most bob yeah that's a good point um you know he uh he seemed to have sort of done his homework you know before he got there and um you know knew knew what was going on and and that was nice to see and uh you know um good for him for first of all i think it's a big deal when those guys even come you know the ones playing in the tournament it's a lot a lot to ask. They got a lot going on, and um, but he did. So did Brooks Kepka, who uh, you know, who won the Player of the Year and uh, accepted that. And of course, uh, Brooks finished right behind him. So uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe the, they had some good karma going for him. Yeah, the night before, for our listeners who may not know, the night right, yeah. the night before uh, the Masters begins is the annual Golf Writers Association dinner. It's a big deal. Uh, it's become a, a big event. I remember, and, you, and I'm sure you guys do too, when it was just the barbecue outside downtown. And certainly now it's, a, a, you know, a big, a big, big extravaganza, if you will. Um, but certainly recognizing all the great scribes in our business and uh, the annual meeting and really, you know, kicks off, uh, you know, the, the Eve of the Masters. Yeah, and if I might jump in, for guys like Tiger, uh, and, and any other former Masters winners, you know, a Bernhard Longer. Those that attend the Golf Writers Dinner, we have to get them out early so that they can go attend the Champions Dinner. So it can be a very long night, for, uh, an enjoyable night, but a very long night for those guys. And then a guy like Tiger uh, comes out and uh, plays four solid days. Right, Bob? Absolutely. Yeah, he, uh, you know... <laughs> I, th- I think um, while none of us would have been su- were surprised to see him in contention, I'm not so sure a lot of us thought he could get it done that uh, at this time like that um, in the way that he did and going up against all the guys that he did too that were up there. It was um, it was a pretty pretty amazing performance all the way around. Well, speaking of that Champions Dinner, he mentioned that you know two years ago in April 2017 that he needed a nerve block to be able to just sit through the champion's dinner. And, um, you know, as we've talked about, Bob, you know, he could barely get out of bed, couldn't pick up his kids. 
And I believe he may have whispered to somebody at that dinner that he didn't know if he'd play golf again. Right. Um, you know, that, that took a little while for that story to come out. Um, Nick Faldo actually told that story after Tiger uh, finished second at the PGA last summer. He, um, he, he said that on a radio show. And that was a shock to a lot of people, I think, my, myself included. I mean, it, uh, it, it just sounded so dire. You know, um, and uh, as you noted, he, he actually dropped that little news on us at the banquet that he had to take a nerve block to attend the champions dinner that year. And he also said that he left that night just from there to headed to headed to London to meet with a um, with a specialist to kind of figure out well, what to do. And I guess he spent a couple of days there and the guy examined him and, you know, they looked at his medical records and you know, I guess so sort of, you know, treated him almost got, just try to get to the bottom of it. And he's the one who recommended the spinal fusion surgery, which occurred about two weeks later, uh, in, uh, in, in Texas. So, um, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing to think, you know, basically it was about two years ago, right now, right, right around this time, because the masters was a little bit earlier back then. It was a week earlier. That's right. right. So it was about this week when he, you know, flew to Texas, had that surgery. Uh, I think shocked us all when the next day he uh, announced that he had had that done, and it was like, holy cow! Here, you know, here we here we go again. And 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 you know, when you heard when you heard about that, uh, as bad as that, um, uh, you know, as bad as that sounded, you know, spinal fusion, six months without swinging a club. Uh, I think there was there was probably not too many people who thought he could <laughs> he could play again competitively, let alone be winning the Masters two years later. Bob, what do you what do you think it says about Tiger uh, that he went ahead and and he had to come to Augusta for that dinner? He as as much pain as he was in, I don't think anybody would have faulted him for excusing himself and going straight to England without stopping in Augusta. Uh, and and uh, and just getting that process going, but he couldn't he he couldn't stay away completely because it meant that much to him, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. You know, he skipped it one of the years. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, 2014, which is when he had the first one, mm -hmm. and uh, that was the microdiscectomy, and that was about two weeks before the Masters, or maybe even a week. And, and he did not come to the dinner that year. And then, uh, you know, uh, I believe he did again in 16. He was there. And, and then, of course, in 17, which is when this all happened. And he had, you know, he had sort of made that aborted comeback in the, in the, in the fall and, and winter of, of 16, 17. He had played the three tournaments. He went all the way to Dubai. And that was the last time he played. And, um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that he went, but you know, I, I think part of it too was was sort of um, sending. It, what would it have said if he weren't there? Like, I think it would have. You know, I I, I think people had didn't realize how dire the situation was, and if he doesn't show up, then then that that those alarm bells go off even more. And uh, I I do think it's impressive that he went. You know, it meant meant a lot to him to be there. 
Uh, and it also must have been very difficult. It must have been very um, emotional, sad. I mean, there he is, you know, at the place of the Masters. You know, he had tried to get ready for it. Like, yeah. he had, I don't know to what extent, but, you know, during the week before, you know, at various times after that Dubai tournament, he tried to hit balls. He tried to get tried to get ready, and he just couldn't do it. I mean, you know, we went right up until the last minute almost before he came out and said he wasn't going to play. And uh, to then go through that to get there, I think, was, uh, you know, again, it does speak to how much he wanted to be part of it. Uh, Bob, one of the, I thought, just really revealing, touching comments um, that Tiger said post his uh, win was he mentioned regarding his kids that all they knew about golf was that it caused him pain. I thought that was such a revealing comment. And when you know, when you think about all that he had been through, and his kids are now what nine and twelve, uh, Sam and Charlie. Yeah, I think they're ten and twelve. Yeah, ten, ten, okay, ten and twelve. Right. Um, but you know that through this period of time, and as he's kidded before, that all they knew him as was a YouTube golfer and a, a video <laughs> game guy, right? Uh, but you know, to imagine. Tiger, who, you know, started the game at two years old and has known nothing but golf his entire life, the passion for it, you know, the commitment to it, um, all that he sacrificed and that, you know, this was a moment where now, you know, the kids could could appreciate that. And of course, the, uh, you know, the amazing moment behind the 18th green, it just uh, it still chokes me up, as I'm sure it, it does and did for many. Yeah, I mean, he also revealed that was their first time they had ever been there. Um, they had never been to Augusta before, which surprised me. Um, I guess it makes sense if you think about it, given their age. Yeah. But um, you know, he he just you know he hadn't played in it that much uh, in the last few years. He did last year, and then he missed two years. He missed 2014. You know, he missed it three times in the last six years. Uh, uh, but yeah, that was pretty neat. Obviously, as, as has been noted many times, too, coming full circle with, you know, after he won his first one, it was his father, and you know, this time he comes off and it's his son. And it was pretty. Uh, that, that's it's pretty cool. You've covered many, many masters, Bob. I know we got a little uh, taste of the tiger roar when um, he was in contention against Rory here at the Arnold Palmer tournament last year. I remember being in the thick of those crowds, and it, you know, felt like uh, it felt like the '90s again. What was, you know, last a few comments uh, from you in terms of what what this Masters was was like? Yeah, the, I mean, it was it was um, on par with what he won in '97, I think, in terms of in terms of the just sort of the um, uh, the how how people reacted to him. You know, it's. It, I think maybe last year's PGA in St. Louis was louder. That was a more boisterous, you know, a lot of non-golf people probably there. Um, I think maybe bigger, you know, in terms of total numbers. Yeah. Uh, you know, but but uh, this was every bit as you know. The, obviously, the 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 chance of his name and and any you other know, feeling whenever he did anything good. Certainly wasn't cheering against the other against the other players, but uh, I mean, you know, you could tell there was sort of a murmuring of hope when 
when when Molinari hit it in the water at 12 and, and also at 15. Uh, and just, you know, just the um, sort of just the, the excitement that followed him uh, all the way through the back nine. Well, there seems to be a certain amount of destiny that happens at Augusta, especially on that back nine. And um, there is no doubt that the uh, water seemed to park there at the <laughs> creek, a number 12 in Amen Corner. And we know what happened the rest of the way. As always, Bob, it's always great to spend a few minutes with you. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about this uh, right up to the PGA Championship in May. No question. Yep, absolutely. And uh, obviously, you know, now all those other things are that, that were seem sort of silly to talk about were are, ba- are back in play. Absolutely. <laughs> and yes, um, that will be the buzz. Will be, will it be number sixteen? Well, he's going to play Wells Fargo before that. We may get to Sam's eighty-two, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, we got a lot of it. It's looking like the summer of 2019. And it's pretty exciting. Bob, always great to spend some time with you, and uh, we appreciate it very much. Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. More golf talk. We'll be right back. seeing delays heading north on 417 this afternoon due to an accident taking up two lanes and this is right near University Boulevard. Heads up if you're traveling this way. Eastbound trouble on I-4 slow between Osceola Parkway and State Road 535 and also between Jiangyum Parkway and Michigan Street. Westbound steady too between Conroy Road and Florida's Turnpike. Watch for heavy volume west on the beach line between Universal Boulevard and I-4. See traffic problems? Call the Safe Touch Security tip line at 866-676-8477 from the Traffic Center. I'm Paige Carrera. My Golf Spy named Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver the best value in their most wanted driver test for 2019. The new Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver, fairway, hybrid, and irons are pound for pound the best for performance, technology, innovation, and price. Get EXS ultra premium performance and innovation without the ultra premium prices. Visit touredge.com for tour news and demo exotics at your local PGA Superstore. Tour Edge Exotics, the best value for the best performance in golf. Business owners, general managers, and marketing directors, are you looking for a measurable and results-driven way to promote your business? Celebrating our 11th season, the Golf Insiders deliver a weekly audience of dedicated loyal listeners who, like us, eat, sleep, and tweet golf. We're more than a radio show. Our weekly podcast, blog, and e-newsletter average 30% open rates and 10% click-throughs. That's crazy great, highly responsive social media engagement. And we can customize a marketing program that works for you. Call the Golf Insiders, 321-303-9684, 321-303-9684. Voted best new product by the International Network of Golf at the 2019 PGA Merchandise Show, Copper Tech golf gloves are a game changer in golf. Copper Tech, the only gloves in golf designed with copper compression technology that helps improve circulation, joint, and muscle pain. Manufactured with a non-slip spider weave silicone material in the palm, Copper Tech gloves cause less grip tension, reduce wear and tear, and improve slip resistance in all types of weather. Prevent strain and muscle fatigue in your hands. For more info or to buy yours, go to coppertechglove.com. That's coppertechglove.com. For more than 35 years, Sam Sneed's Tavern is one of Orlando's favorite and most recommended restaurants in Central Florida. From light bites to some of the finest Angus beef, chicken, ribs, and fresh seafood, Sam Sneed's will surely satisfy your appetite. Sam Sneed's cozy, relaxed atmosphere is perfect for casual meetups or special occasions. Join them for lunch, dinner, or happy hour. They offer catering and private parties, too. Go to Facebook and Instagram and get hungry. Sam Sneed's Tavern. More than a meal. It's a legendary experience. 
Hey, golf fans, it's Holly G with the Golf Insiders. We're back and celebrating Season 11. Tune in Wednesday nights at 6.30 for the best golf talk in Orlando. The Golf Insiders, Wednesday night, 6.30 on 96.9 The Game. Catch our podcast on thegolfinsiders.com. Golf Central Magazine is the Southeast's oldest and most respected golf magazine covering turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. For 19 years, no other regional magazine has covered golf industry news, clubs, resorts, and real estate communities like Golf Central Magazine. Golf Central Magazine features golf industry leaders, associations, teaching professionals, and dedicated volunteers that are helping to grow the game. Find the latest product reviews, trends, and technology inside Golf Central Magazine. Go online and get the latest copy today. GolfCentralMag.com, GolfCentralMag.com. The Magic have made it to the playoffs, and if you want to go to a game on us, be listening tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. on FM 96.9 The Game, Orlando's sports leader. Here it is. Woods has two feet to win the Masters. Everyone quiets down, Tech. Back behind the ball, Woods puts it. And in! He has done it! Tiger is back! Tiger is back on top! We're back, the Golf Insiders. In the house, Holly G. And my favorite caddy on the planet, Jeff Shane. I can't get enough of Tariko calling that we might, final putt. We might get two more chances to hear it before the night's over. Um, we've got so much to get through in the next 45 minutes, Jeff. Oh, my gosh. No, 40. Tiger, 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 tiger. Tick, 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 tick. Well, we're going to go to a guy uh, who's one of our favorites, and he was there all week. We want to get his take because he has covered many a Masters, as you have as well, my friend. We're going to go to Jeff Babineau. Hello, Babs. What's up, gang? Tiger, tiger, tiger. Woo! Can't get enough. Can't get enough. You know, how lucky and blessed are we to be in this business and to be experiencing sports history, Babs? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I talked to uh, Justin Thomas. You know, a lot of the players stayed around. You saw a line of guys. So cool. uh, Yeah, that was cool. You know, the, the champions put their jackets on and went out back. Trevor Immelman and Bubba was out there. Langer. And... Yeah, and uh, Justin Thomas is one of the guys, and he's like, you know, it's hard to imagine the game these days could be in a better place, and then here comes Tiger to kind of elevate it even more. So I thought those were those were kind of fitting words. Uh, these guys did a nice job carrying the the mantle when he was out, and now that he's back, you know, that's what we all wanted. We wanted. Tiger back in the mix against these young guys, and it, it sure is exciting. I saw a clip with Ricky Fowler. Ricky himself was like, he he, he was like a fan. He said, I should be yeah. capturing this on video, and he was almost kind of giddy, you know, and we know that they play golf a lot together, but, you know, it was how can you not get wrapped up in it all? You know, Brooks Kepka's a fierce competitor, and he wasn't sitting in there stung by defeat. He was genuinely happy for Tiger. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I saw where someone was talking about there's not, there's not many things in these days that we all agree upon. But, you know, if you're out there walking with the crowds on, on Sunday at Augusta National, there was one guy that everyone wanted to see win this thing, or so it seemed. And, and uh, it, was, it was really cool. And, I, I, uh, you know, walking with him, I definitely saw it. You could see his experience shine through. It was tangible. And uh, it was it was definitely big out there on the 12th hole when all those guys were were rinsing shots and Tiger played really safe and and it was evident all across that golf course. So 
you know, all his seasoning came through and he hit all the great shots and he gave us a great winner. Going back to that receiving line uh, out under the oak uh, for, for a moment there, I, my memory is not so good, I suppose, but 14 years ago when Tiger had won his last Masters, who was there to shake his hand as he walked in to sign his scorecard? Uh, yeah, well, Mark Steinberg, and I don't know who else, actually, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, you may be uh, right, guys, I, I do think these guys uh, really genuinely like Tiger. They, the younger guys are appreciative that, you know, in, in his time as a vice captain on some of these, you know, cup teams, he's kind of let them in a little. Tiger used to have this wall, and no one really got inside, just a very small circle. So I think these younger guys appreciate that he let them in. He credits them with really giving him motivation when he was struggling and trying to come back, you know, Ricky would get on the phone and, and Justin Thomas and then say, Hey, let's go play nine holes. Let's get out there. And, and he really credits him with pushing him. So it kind of, it's kind of come full circle and uh, it's cool to see, you know, now he's not that young kid we saw win in 97. He's the sage old veteran, you know, that's giving advice to the other young guys. And, you know, and now that now I think there's a legitimate conversation about the chase for Jack. I mean, I, I think you have to look at that, and, and that's going to be a good thing for golf. Jeff, as we know, we've you know been through all the trials and tribulations, uh, you know, both his uh, on the course, off the course, the chipping yips, all kinds of stuff. Uh, what was very interesting to me was that clearly this was real um, methodical preparation on Tiger's part. He said going back, you know, six months in terms of really being able to get the proper mix of practice now and tournament prep because, as he has said, uh, you know, he can't practice the way he used to. But I thought what was really interesting was Sunday night, I think it was, he played a um, practice nine, and all he took out on the course was his wedge and his putter to fine-tune his chipping. Right. Uh, Joe LaCava went out with them, and they went out there. Joe had the bag, but Tiger basically just chipped and putted and wanted to get nine holes and wanted to get a feel. Uh, you know, they've had four times the, the average rainfall leading in. So I don't think these greens had quite the fire they usually have. You don't, you know, it's all relative. I mean, certainly they're fast greens, but they weren't Augusta fast. And I think that helped some guys, Tiger among them. Because uh, I think going in, you can make the case. We had, we had a roundtable talking about Tiger and his future at the majors. And, you know, whereas we used to think he would just show up in Augusta and win green jackets, that, that's one of the harder ones for him to win, actually. I mean, there's a lot of power players now, and he has to have a really exceptional week on the greens to stick with these young guys. And I, and I really think he did. Yeah, I think he finished with two three-putts. Uh, the putt he made on nine, that lag putt from 70 feet, was just pure Crazy. So, un- unbelievable. Yeah, he's got his back to the hole, and you can putt that ball off the green. I mean, that's how crazy it is. So just those little things. A lot of little things with Tiger really added up. Well, and another um, aspect, too, you know, like he, he knows even when he's in, you know, the 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 junk, the crap, basically, like on 14 and on 11, how to hit out of those spots. He always seems to be able to find, you know, what was he shooting through a little rectangle over there uh, when he hit that shot out of the trees on 14 and then sunk the putt. Oh, I got yeah, two two birdies out of the trees. Forget you know saving par, which would have been great. He makes two birdies early right, in the weekend yeah. out of the woods on fourteen. Uh, you know, twice he drives it right on eleven, but he's so far right, he's beyond the trees, and that, you know he knocks that great shot on on Sunday. Uh, 
yeah, it was amazing. I mean, you need you need little breaks like that. It's all part of it. Uh, and and he just took advantage. And you know, once those guys rinse shots at twelve, and you saw Tiger hit it safely on the green, you just knew this guy was in a position that he he knew what to do. And uh, you know, it was just amazing. And he hit he hit all the shots coming in. Really, I mean, he got a little loose on eighteen, but you know, had he stepped up on eighteen or, or been over on the right side and needed to make four, you just had the sense he was going to make four. So it was uh, he did all the right things and. I mean, I think, you know, at, at one time, maybe winning majors was was kind of just a common thing for him. And But this one meant a lot. That was cool to see. And he did it. I, as you mentioned, I, I think what most impressed me, not that Tiger makes a lot of bad decisions on the golf course, but I think this was a, a series of really veteran, savvy, Augusta National type moves. Don't take on the pin at 12. Uh, and, and maybe he was a little fortunate in that he got to hit second and, and not first uh, and, and got to see what happened with Molinari's ball. But he put it in, you know, Jack Nicholas's old spot right between the bunkers. He, he took right. the, the bad misses out of play, um, and, which, he's, like I say, he's always done. But in this t- instance, he had to chase somebody down and still made the proper play at the proper time. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I think the single most shocking swing of the week for me was watching Molinari take on that pin at 12. Yeah. It just, he didn't need to, and he's a smart player, and it's not like his first go-around at Augusta National. You know, he's played it, I think, eight or nine times. He played so well for three days. Well, near perfect. Jeff is, and I was, go, sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I mean, he just had played near perfect golf. He was he hit the ball so well. You can see when the, the nerves get you on a Sunday and, you get a little quick, and he, he got a little loose with the driver. But mentally, that was just a really bad mistake. He takes it uh, right at that pin, knowing the two guys in front of him had just done that and hit it in the water. And uh, that was a mistake he couldn't make. And it was a mistake Tony Finau knew he couldn't make either, and he didn't get a ball on land, and, and it cost him. So, you know, that's just those little spots where Tiger's experience shines through, and, and that's how you win those majors. It's a razor's, razor's edge thing. How how much was the wind blowing at that point? Because, you know, you, you certainly can't see this on TV, but, you know, Amen Corner's back in a little bit of a bowl. And um, that wind must have been howling a little bit because a couple of those uh, shots were at least a club length short. Yeah. it's It was the toughest wind because it's coming in from the left. And if you start, start a ball anywhere near the pin, the wind is going to start pushing it right. It's going to take something off the shot, which it did. I mean, Molinari the day before nearly made ace with a nine iron. He had eight iron this time. And those balls all pitched. You probably put a blanket where all those balls pitched together. And those guys all thought they had it figured out and had the win figured out. But they just got too aggressive with the line. Uh, because if you hit anything at the pin and right of the pin, you, you're going to be in trouble. And uh, that's just a, you know, uh, first-timers should know that. that that's been such an axiom through the years of where to play that tee shot. So, to see some of the best players in the world, one after the other, make fives on number 12, you know, a little, I think it was playing 147 yards. I mean, it was, it was pretty shocking. Um, your final takeaway, Babs, in terms of uh, this Masters in your playbook. Well, you know, we, we, had a, we were at a dinner Monday night. Curtis Strange was there, and someone had mentioned there was a bet you could make. Uh, I think it was like 151 of Tiger catching Jack. And this is on Monday night before the tournament. And Curtis is saying, you know, I've heard I've heard of dumber bets than that. And if you think about it now, he's been there three consecutive majors. He's been right there. 
So yeah. you really wonder what the what we're going to see here. I mean, he's, the next two venues are places where he's won majors. One of them, he's you know, he lapped the field and could have played the back nine left-handed. Beth Page and Pebble, Pebble Beach. Beach. Here yeah, we come. So, yeah, so, I mean, I, I just think it's really exciting knowing the shape of his game now, the confidence that he knows he can do it again, and where he's going. I mean, I think it's it's a great mix that's going to build a lot of excitement into these majors, and we're just going to rattle him off three in a row pretty quick here. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't shock me at all to see him get at least one more. All right, Babs, thanks so much. Uh, always great to spend time with you. Our very own from uh, here in Orlando, uh, doing all kinds of things these days. He's writing. He's chief communications officer for Sky Eye Golf, a great new uh, company head up uh, by Rich Smith, our former uh, executive director of the North Florida PGA. So, Babs, we always appreciate you taking a little time. Thanks so much, my friend. You got it. Good to join you guys. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game, as we talk about the Masters will be right back. WYGM Orlando, WJRR HD2, Cocoa Beach, Orlando, FM 96.9 The Game, the home for Orlando sports. This is the beat of sports. If the current situation, a quarterback, which is not bad, out of that emerges one or Josh Heupel plays a couple and listen to me if UCF scores 35 to 38 that's a lot of points it also means you're in a few more games if you're going to give up one doesn't mean they can't win there's not a single game they can't win on their schedule in 2019 doesn't mean they won them all but there's no game you go I don't know about that one the beat of sports with Mark Daniels 9 a.m. weekdays on FM 96.9 the game my golf spy named Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver the best value in their most wanted driver test for 2019. The new Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver, fairway, hybrid, and irons are pound for pound the best for performance, technology, innovation, and price. Get EXS ultra premium performance and innovation without the ultra premium prices. Visit touredge.com for tour news and demo exotics at your local PGA Superstore. Tour Edge Exotics, the best value for the best performance in golf. Business owners, general managers, and marketing directors, are you looking for a measurable and results-driven way to promote your business? Celebrating our 11th season, the Golf Insiders deliver a weekly audience of dedicated loyal listeners who, like us, eat, sleep, and tweet golf. We're more than a radio show. Our weekly podcast, blog, and e-newsletter average 30% open rates and 10% click-throughs. That's crazy great, highly responsive social media engagement. And we can customize a marketing program that works for you. Call the Golf Insiders, 321-303-9684, 321-303-9684. Happy New Gear from Edwin Watts Golf, where we offer free custom club fitting on the hottest new arrivals, featuring TaylorMade's new M5 and M6 Woods and Irons, Spider X Putters, and TP5 and TP5X Golf Balls, Ping's new G410 Irons, Crossover, and G410 Plus Driver, as well as Titleist TS Woods and Pro V1 and Pro V1X Golf Balls. Make Edwin Watts Golf your one-stop shop for this year's hottest golf gear and accessories. Edwin Watts Golf, home of the 90-day Saturday Satisfaction guarantee. For more than 35 years, Sam Sneed's Tavern is one of Orlando's favorite and most recommended restaurants in Central Florida. From light bites to some of the finest Angus beef, chicken, ribs, and fresh seafood, Sam Sneed's will surely satisfy your appetite. Sam Sneed's cozy, relaxed atmosphere is perfect for casual meetups or special occasions. Join them for lunch, dinner, or happy hour. They offer catering and private parties, too. Go to Facebook and Instagram and get hungry. Sam Sneed's Tavern. More than a meal. It's a legendary experience. 
Golf Central Magazine is the Southeast's oldest and most respected golf magazine covering turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. For 19 years, no other regional magazine has covered golf industry news, clubs, resorts, and real estate communities like Golf Central Magazine. Golf Central Magazine features golf industry leaders, associations, teaching professionals, and dedicated volunteers that are helping to grow the game. Find the latest product reviews, trends, and technology inside Golf Central Magazine. Go online and get the latest copy today. GolfCentralMag.com, GolfCentralMag.com. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you, Jake. That's just the way it is. Don't play at Pebble, won't pay the price. I love my Muni, I think it's nice. Swing in the house drives my wife up the wall. She shouldn't worry, I don't use a ball. It'd be good to just make par. We're back, the Golf Insiders in the house, Holly G, along with Jeff Shane. Historic Masters, the fifth green jacket for Tiger E. Woods. And the 15th major, uh, and and how many of us thought that maybe 14 was the number? It was just going to stay there. And now, what's the over-under on Jack's record? All of a sudden, everything's back in play, right? We've we've got a PGA at Bethpage. We've got a U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. It's not out of the question, and I hate to try and walk the tightrope here, but it's not out of the question that we could be at 17 by the end of Father's Day. And let me point out that somebody that could be thrown in the mix here would be Jordan Spieth, who's going after his career Grand Slam at the PGA Championship in May. That's true. Um, I hope that Jordan's progress, uh, and it looks like he may have turned the corner a little bit, I hope his, I hope his progress continues to move along here so that he has a legitimate chance at it, and it, it's just not idle talk. Of course, now that becomes a much more backburner topic <laughs> compared to can Tiger get uh, number 16 on the major list uh, at Bethpage. Well, a guy can, who can always handle the hot topics. We want to bring in another one of our favorite golf insiders who's just retiring and passing the gavel as president of the Golf Writers Association of America, Mr. Gary Van Sickle, stopping in for a few minutes on the Golf Insiders. Hello, Van Sickle. How do you know I wasn't dethroned or impeached? Well, this is highly possible. Yeah, highly I, possible. Know, I think there was the over/under was that I was going to get both. We don't want your tax returns. We want your timelines. Yeah, uh, nobody wants my tax returns because there's. <laughs> I don't have to worry about getting audited because you know you have to have something on there to get audited for. They're not going to waste their time with me. They're going to waste their time with somebody who's. Uh, you know, made a couple million. Well, um, as a guy who's, you know, covered golf for ever for Sports Illustrated and, um, you know, has followed Mr. Tiger Woods for a long time, give us your uh, your beautiful thoughts on what happened Sunday. Well, it, you said it was historic. It really was. He came back from oblivion and... Uh, I don't know what all you want to call it, but it was it was something. And I think, you know, 
it was pretty popular. Everybody wants to see him win. And everybody, you know, I wrote a story for Sunday in the morning read about what's go- what if Tiger wins. And all, it was going to be all about how the media is going to run away and, you know, get carried hysterical, hysteria, get carried away with it. And what you've seen the last couple of days is exactly what happens. We have that knee jerk when you see a guy play well, especially when it's Tiger, you're thinking, well, he's won at that stage, he's won a pebble. He'll get the next. He'll get the next two, and then he'll be going for an 18 at the British Open. And oh yeah, that'll be for the Grand Slam while we're at it. So yeah, why not? That's the kind of thing Hollywood would come <laughs> up with. So now I'm not saying I, I don't hope it happens. That would be the uh, most awesome day of the year. But uh, you know the likelihood of it happening is not real great. And I think uh, here put a charge. You know CBS is the most hap- the happiest campers in town. They've got a Tiger and Friends show coming up from Beth Page in a month. <laughs> all the, all the, you know, all the sponsors like Rolex who picked up Tiger when he was down on his luck and they got him for a song. They got him cheap. You know, they're thrilled. So, it's we're back to all Tiger all the time. I mean, we're we just travel back in time 15 years to when Tiger was the only guy in golf that anybody pays attention to. So, I got you know I, that's not. I don't say that's bad. It's just. We thought we kicked that tiger drug habit, and uh, we got it again. We had a relapse. So we've got to go back to Betty Ford. <laughs> well, I was about uh, just about to ask you, too, uh, and, and and both of us have had to go through it the first time. Uh, how do we, how do you, and I know how I do it, um, how do you kind of walk that tightrope between the hope and, 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 and admiring the greatness of, of Tiger Woods and yet you still have to deal with the reality there's a lot of good golfers that he's contending with, and, and let's not just give him the 18th major right now. Yeah, oh, I, I think you have to be a realistic look. It's not like he went out there and dominated. There were 10 guys who could win that. And to be honest, you know, anytime you win a major, things go your way. I think one of the luckiest things that happened to Tiger was he wasn't up first on the 12th tee on Sunday. Exactly. You know, he noticed over on the 11th green, he saw Brooks Kepka make a pretty good swing. The ball went in the water, so he Tiger knew something was up. Then Molinari, the same thing, the ball's in the water. You know, and I, I, when I was at Sports Illustrated, we hired some scientists. They created this big scale model of the Amen Corner. And they used smoke and did all these tests. And what they determined was there are times when the wind direction at Amen Corner is downward. Not east, not west, downward. So it just knocks these shots down no matter what direction the, the wind feels like. It's, it's going down. So kind of like the opposite of wind shear, I guess, at an airport. So I think that's what happened to those guys. And Tiger was smart enough to play safe, left the green. And, look, a lot of guys have won the uh, won the Masters making a bogey at 12. I didn't, didn't jack bogey 12 in uh, 86 when he shot 30 in the back nine. So you can make bogey there. That's okay. But you can't you can't put it in the water. And that that was a break, and you know he got a, he got a lot of breaks during the week where he hit in the trees and still had a shot and got on the green. I mean he took advantage of them, but you know if Kepka doesn't go in the water and then the Eagles the next you know Eagles the next I mean if Kepka doesn't go in the water, I think there's your winner. But you know if took a you know what and I won't even go into that expression. Well, a lot of things can happen. What could have happened did, and. Uh, Tiger was your winner, but easily could have been. We could have had three different winners, and we'd be. If Tiger hit a yanked his drive on 17 into the trees and made a bogey and lost in the playoff or something, we'd be going, "Yeah, Tiger's thoughts straighten out his driver." So, 
he knows how to play on Sunday. He's had more practice at that than anybody else when, when it matters, especially on the big stage. And I think that experience really paid off for him. And I think also the fact that he ended up in the final pairing due to the fact that they had to go in threesomes also was a huge little stroke of luck versus where he would have been playing, which was the second to last group. Yeah, I, I don't know that guys are, and we don't know that for sure, but I don't know that guys are intimidated because the Tiger or played poorly. It couldn't hurt. I think, you know, a lot of the guys he was up against were guys who probably were intimidated and maybe were nervous because they're playing the Masters on Sunday. Yeah. And Tiger was, you know, less daunting than trying to play the Masters because they don't, you know, they haven't been on that stage. It's a little, it's just different from the other stages because really most of the back nine is a high wire act where you've got to finagle your way past a couple of water hazards where you can look stupid and make a seven like Molinari did on at 15 or, you know, you can maybe, you know, hit, hit one on the slope at 16 and come close to making a one. It's a real, it's all or nothing almost. So it's hard to get through there without a disaster. Tony Finau couldn't make a putt under pressure. That's kind of a typical thing on Sunday. Uh, a couple other guys had the same issue. Patrick Cantley got the lead and suddenly realized where he was. So Tiger was, you know, I guess my point was Tiger was somewhat fortunate, but he put himself in position to get fortunate. And, you know, I'd work for Jack. I'd work for Nick Faldo. I'd work for a lot of guys. But uh, I, you don't watch that and go, wow, Tiger played so much better than everybody else. He's going to win seven more majors now for sure. You watch that and said, well, he played just good enough to get this one. So uh, he's in the mix to, to, you know, maybe get some more, but he's just in the mix. He's not, I wouldn't say he's the favorite. Uh, in moving to the, the, the whole conversation about, um, you know, most majors, who's the best player, Jack or Tiger, and ultimately the conversation about is this the greatest comeback? Uh, Gary, where do, you, where do you sit with all that? It's tough to make that judgment because, you know, we weren't there when Hogan came back. I mean, Hogan was just about got killed in a car accident. How do you equate that with a guy who whose back went out and had other issues? So yeah. uh, it's the greatest comeback we've seen. I mean, from all we know, he was, from what he said, he, he, you know, he told the guys at the Masters dinner he was done because he didn't think there was any way his back was ever going to get better. So it's a great comeback. I don't, I don't know that it's better than Hogan, but, who won six majors, uh, by the way, after the bus yeah, accident. It's great, look, it's a great comeback. We don't care if it's better than Hogan. Tiger's back, and do you know how much money that means for TV networks, for the PGA <laughs> Tour, for all the other players? I mean, as I said, as I kind of only half-jokingly said in that story I wrote about what if he wins, I mean, I hate to say this, but the media has a vested interest in this guy coming back and, do, and doing well because most of our magazines and newspapers – they're circling the drain. They're about to go under. If Tiger comes back, they might get some interest and get some readers. And hell, maybe they can maybe they can hang on for another year. Probably not. But you know, I jokingly said the scenario could be on Sunday. Tiger has this putt for the win and to save my pension. It's good. <laughs> so, uh, that's where we are. So uh, there were. This was unusual. Not only were the fans rooting for Tiger, he's now suddenly beloved, which is amazing. But. There were people, I heard people openly rooting for Tiger in the media center, which is, you know, unheard, unheard of by the American media. And they were groaning when he missed the – I mean, there were, there were people pulling for him. And I don't know if that really – the pension stuff is valid, but he had a lot of people pulling for him. He's America's sweetheart now, somehow. Indeed. And um, 
certainly good for all of us in the industry. Good for golf. Couldn't be a, a better wrap-up to an amazing uh, week and a half at Augusta between the women's amateur, the drive, chip, and putt, and, you know, Tiger winning. Uh, well, you, only you only Augusta you could, could script you that you story. Like that fin- you couldn't like that finish better than it was with him hugging his kids and his mom and it was Tiger's ultimate feel-good moment of his career. If anybody wasn't on Tiger's side, they probably were went over by CBS's camera work there again. That was really <laughs> the joy that was there was really, uh, I think everybody could feel that. Absolutely. Listen, did we just get a tender, sentimental comment out of Gary Van Sinico? Uh, I'm just stating a fact of what happened. Mm. You know? <laughs> he's just getting soft now that he's retired. I'm crying. Did you cry? I didn't cry. Did you cry? No. I cried. Yes, I did. Okay. What do you expect? You? I'm a girl. Okay. Well, uh, no, it was. Look, the guy's had some. Obviously, he's had a he's had a unique life. Nobody can even relate to it. I mean, honestly, who can relate to being that famous for nope. your whole life? But, and uh, uh, just, just he, a great he's, he's, a great comeback story a, all the way around. Become a happier person. I'm glad for him. All right, Gary Van Sickle, always love spending time with you. Catch out all his stories on themorningread.com. You listen to the Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. We'll be right back. Your chance to win $1,000 is minutes away on FM 96.9 The Game. Medical malpractice, dial pound 529 on your cell. Pound law, that's all. My Golf Spy named Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver the best value in their most wanted driver test for 2019. The new Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver, fairway, hybrid, and irons are pound for pound the best for performance, technology, innovation, and price. Get EXS ultra premium performance and innovation without the ultra premium prices. Visit touredge.com for tour news and demo exotics at your local PGA Superstore. Tour Edge Exotics, the best value for the best performance in golf. Business owners, general managers, and marketing directors, are you looking for a measurable and results-driven way to promote your business? Celebrating our 11th season, the Golf Insiders deliver a weekly audience of dedicated loyal listeners who, like us, eat, sleep, and tweet golf. We're more than a radio show. Our weekly podcast, blog, and e-newsletter average 30% open rates and 10% click-throughs. That's crazy great, highly responsive social media engagement. And we can customize a marketing program that works for you. Call the Golf Insiders, 321-303-9684, 321-303-9684. Golf Central Magazine is the Southeast's oldest and most respected golf magazine covering turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. For 19 years, no other regional magazine has covered golf industry news, clubs, resorts, and real estate communities like Golf Central Magazine. Golf Central Magazine features golf industry leaders, associations, teaching professionals, and dedicated volunteers that are helping to grow the game. Find the latest product reviews, trends, and technology inside Golf Central Magazine. Go online and get the latest copy today. GolfCentralMag.com. GolfCentralMag.com. 96.9 The Game has your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword hockey, H-O-C-K-E-Y, hockey, to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's hockey to 200-200. Good luck. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah. 
We're back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk. In the house, Holly G, along with Jeff Shane, as we wrap up one of the greatest masters in golf history. Maybe the best since Jack in 1986. And even, you know, some will debate that. Um, But like everything else, you know, time marches on. And the PGA Tour did not take this week's event off the schedule so that we could talk more about Tiger Woods. And so uh, we have the uh, RBC Heritage as the uh, tour makes its annual transition from Washington Road to the William Hilton Parkway. And your former (laughs) neck of the woods. Yep, uh, and a uh, place where I uh, stayed between my stints in Orlando and got to host a golf show called Low Country Links with uh, the guy that I caddied for before I gave up his bag for yours, uh, Bob Stevens, formerly of PGA Tour Radio, formerly of ESPN, and now doing a cameo on Golf Insiders. Bob, how are you? I'm great. You obviously stepped up, Jeff. <laughs> Bob, great to have you with us. I love yeah. I love Hilton Head. Um, that's where I first broke eighty as a little kid um, on wow. a on a uh, little family vacation, and I have a special love for uh, the Calib Bogey Sound and that lighthouse. Fantastic. So do a lot of other people. It's going to be a a good weekend, a well attended weekend, and uh, and we've got an amazingly good field for. Uh, uh, you know, the, the the tournament after the Masters. Forty of the guys in this field played last week in Augusta. So that's um, that, that's pretty good. Including two of the three runners-up last week. We, we, we've we got Dustin Johnson uh, in the field, and then Xander Schauffele, who may be the guy the, that's the forgotten man of the threesome. But, hey, the guy's already won twice this year and now is contending on Sunday at the Masters. Uh, it, I we were talking earlier today, this uh, from a, an analytics standpoint that the PGA Tour does uh, could be the best field in what, 20 years, 25? Something like that. Yeah, that's what they're talking is, you know, it's just a, it's a great field with, uh, you know, a lot of guys like the two guys you mentioned, uh, Dustin and Shoffley. I think we've got 15 of the top 30 in the FedEx Cup points list. Uh, we've got a, a dozen of the top 30 in the world on the world rankings. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a good field, and and yet uh, in the end, the golf course is going to steal the show because it always does. <laughs> and they play for another very prestigious jacket, the RBC Heritage plaid jacket. Tartan. Tartan. Yes, indeed. Excuse me. I should know Davis better. Love wants, Davis Love has five of them, and he once he once told me he says he he had taken a couple of them and had them made into a uh, a chair in his office. <laughs> They're now upholstery, but <laughs> that, they'll, uh, yeah, they'll play for the tartan, and uh, it, it's you got to wear something. You know, the green jacket. It's easy to pick a wardrobe for Sunday. The tartan jacket. You got to be careful what you wear to play on Sunday because you want it not to clash too badly with uh, with the tartan. Especially if you're Ian Poulter, that would be a tough call. No, you know who oh. who was the who was the toughest? Wesley Bryan two years ago with the pink yes. pants. And the baby blue shirt, nothing went, um, and no, and yet uh, it, it's probably the most iconic photo of Wesley Bryan that we'll ever see. <laughs> Certainly these days, he's the one former champ who's not here, uh, the the one South Carolinian who has ever won this tournament, and uh, so it's uh, uh, but but it's a it's a field of of interesting young players, 
it's a field of interesting old players. The old players, the Furyks and the Coochers and the those guys love this golf course because you've got to shape the ball around. Uh, you could almost put uh, your driver away. I, I dared Dustin Johnson last year to just put it away. I'm curious to see how Cameron Champ plays it in his first time. You know, he's even longer than Dustin. Uh, just take the woods out of your bag, put an extra wedge in there, maybe a driving iron. Shoffley talked about the fact that he's put a driving iron in the bag this week and may only hit the driver a couple of times uh, each time around and, and, and just try to put it in good spots because that's that's how you have to play Harbortown. Yeah, we, we tried to get Dustin Johnson to, to take that driver. I, I loved his response when you asked him the question. He said, it's hard enough to beat these guys with 14 clubs in my bag. I'm not going to do it with one less. <laughs> uh, occasionally that pearl of wisdom comes out from Dustin. <laughs> that was probably it. Well, you know, they, win. The, the guys are always talking about piecing it together, you know, week to week. And, uh, you know, no uh, less at the Masters with what uh, Tiger had to do to win on Sunday. Your, your comments on Tiger's win having, you know, covered golf for years, Bob. Tiger won? Ha! Oh, okay. I I, I, I know like you were that. out at Harbor Town all weekend, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was obviously uh, an iconic victory. I think he was he, he was smart. I mean, he only shot seventy in the final round. He did not burn the grass off the golf course, but he hung in there. He just kind of bided his time. He didn't make any critical mistakes down the stretch, and he waited for for everyone else to to fold up a little bit. I think there's. Uh, an awful lot obviously should be made of how Tiger won the tournament, but an awful lot of guys, other guys, had a chance to win and, and kind of let it slip through their fingers. Uh, Francisco Molinari, obviously, more than anyone, and, and, yet, uh, and yet he's here, uh, and, and who knows? Maybe he's one of those guys who bounces back from that. Well, that, that's what I was going to ask real quick as uh, we're getting down to the, uh, to the final putts on the yeah. show here, but uh, how well do you think Molinari bounces back from what had to be just a gut-wrenching uh, back nine? You know, I think he'll be okay. He actually uh, happened to be uh, on Monday, and, this, and that's the small-town feel of this golf tournament that you know so well, Jeff, mm-hmm. is uh, Monday – uh, our radio station's doing a little remote, a promotional thing, giving away some tickets to the tournament at a putt-putt course. And who shows up but Molinari and his wife and kids? Uh, they're just, you know, they're staying here on the island. They needed something to do. The kids wanted to putt, and so they uh, they show up. And uh, that's, I think he'll be fine. You know, you take a couple of days off, and uh, and you'll be okay. And this is a vibe uh, that, that doesn't put an awful lot of, of hard pressure. It's not the... It's not the crucible that the Masters is. It's fun. You come here, you play for, you know, one point two million to win it, and it was a seven million dollar purse, and, and you come have some fun and make some money. And hey, Bob, yeah, we bring we, the kids. We're the running down. We're, we're... Yeah, we got to go, Bob. But it's <laughs> it's been great to have you on, and uh, we hope uh, for a big winner uh, at Hilton Head and the RBC. Thank you so much right, for guys, being with care. us. Thanks. The Golf Insiders. We've got a tea time. It was a terrific Masters, and uh, go Tiger. We're out of here. Bye-bye.